You are freer than you think. It's like the ultimate form of freedom. You expound upon that freedom to develop on this planet. True freedom comes from within. It's the ability. Thinking to myself, I can help you or I can destroy you. Man, as a two-time felon, I work really hard and I've been, a, I've been a life learner. When things are feeling tough, let yourself be surprised. The world favors risk-taking. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Freedom Pact. My conversational partner today is Darren O'Lean, a highly recognized exotic superfood hunter. He is a co-host with Zac Efron on the widely popular Netflix docuseries, Down to Earth with Zac Efron, the host of the number one health and wellness podcast, The Darren O'Lean Show, and the author of the New York Times bestselling book, Super Life, which I have right here, The Five Fixes That Will Keep You Healthy, Fit, and Eternally Awesome. Darren, welcome to the Freedom Pack podcast, my friend. Hey, man. Uh, grateful to be here. Uh, freedom at our core, so I'm stoked. <laughs> well, the first thing I noticed at the top of the book, um, there's a quote from a mutual friend of ours and former guest in Tony Horton. And, you know, guys like speaking to guys like Tony and, you know, an, another mutual friend of ours in Dr. Will Bolshevitz, you know, after speaking to these guys for the last year or two, um, it's really like woken me up to all these amazing, amazing things that I, you know, for my 24 years on the planet, I didn't know existed. I mean, speaking to Dr. Bolshevitz and learning about the microbiome was something I, I had no idea about and it blew me away. And it reminded me of a, a quote you say at the top of this book and you say that there are so many miracles that surround us every day that we don't even notice them. So on that note, what miracles are you grateful for that surround us every day? I mean, just looking outside. I mean, uh, it's so easy to take advantage of the, the sun that gives all life to this planet and, and, and literally getting out in it and, and celebrating that and, and, and also helping that first light activate through our eyes, through our pineal, activating circadian rhythms, balancing us, putting our feet on the ground. Like <clears throat> we, we underestimate the power of some of these things. So I am just nature itself, uh, not reductionism and the super secret this and that that's going to save your life. It's, it's literally the complexity of nature itself that, um, that's the, the sovereign, ultimate sovereignty is for us to be in communion with, with nature. And um, so, yeah, the sunlight and nature is uh, what I'm absolutely celebrating right now. So I'm no shame in admitting that super life woke me up to a, to a lot of things that I, as you know, as I mentioned, I had no idea about. I'm um, similarly down to earth. Um, you know, it, it, it I was not on that that path of of thinking consciously about sustainability as as much as I'd like to admit. And look, man, I assume it was one of the aims of the show. But you know, after I I binge watched that show, I I started just doing little things like every Sunday I would walk around my town and just pick up litter and take it to a recycling bank, <laughs> and that was all inspired by that show. And you know, it got me thinking. For someone like yourself who's been you know immersed in that way of thinking for a long time. Uh, you were obviously on the journey with with Zach, who was, you know, maybe not as far along on that journey as you. I wonder, throughout the journey, what changes have you seen personally in, in someone like Zach as a 
as a human being that you noticed from the very start of the journey to the very end? What did it, what did it do? Well, you know, you, you can't help, you know, all of us and in myself included, you can't help it to be inspired by the, the huge contribution that other people are making in the corners of the world. You know, we just finished up 90% of the filming of season two in, in Australia. And again, you walk away, just kind of, there's some extraordinary people in the world and, 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 and they're trying to do their best to solve big problems. And you realize without the awareness, without the ability to have the resources to scale their dream, you need people to be aware of it. You need people to come together. So I think generally speaking, like there's several things that I think both of us have gone through but also the whole crew. The, the thing that I realized from season one and now infinitely more in season two, we largely had most of the original cat or crew with us uh, the second season, but also a whole bunch of incredible Australian crew members. What I realized that that, and also this is coming directly from the, the, the DPs or the, the guys behind the camera, is several times that they would be like, I can't believe what I'm hearing and seeing. Um, and so they're getting information about uh, the environment, about solutions, about the ocean, about soil, about, uh, you know, how to be, you know, how to, you know, this, these little micro problems and microplastics. And, and, and unless we look, we don't know. So like on this kind of second round, the thing that was the most uh, obvious was all of us. Well, I, I'm always plant-based, but what, what would start to occur naturally without preaching, without asking anyone to do it just by me, this is the choice I've always made, not, not to, you know, try to judge anybody or try to force them into a different action. It's also our choice we made on the show. We're not here to tell you what to do. We're here to show you something that we're touched by. And hopefully, and that's the most beautiful story, what you shared in that you were compelled through the awareness and through the inspiration to just do that on your own. We didn't sit there and say, you know what? You're littering and your parents are littering and our communities are littering. You need to pick it up. Like, that's not, and there's a lot of films and there's a lot of shows and there's a lot of people doing that. I don't think it's very effective at all. And so what happened, getting back to your question, what seemed to happen with me is I was very, I'm very convicted, but I don't spend a lot of energy. I don't eat meat. I don't eat fish. I don't eat dairy. I eat plants and, and nuts and legumes and seeds and fruit and all of that stuff. So as we're journeying through the whole months and months and the first season, second season, what started to happen is people on the crew would naturally start making these convictions themselves going, Hey, you know what? I'm, and they just announce it to me. Mm -hmm. They would just say, I'm going to, I'm going to take one, one day a week and I'm just going to eat, you know, plants. And I was like, really? Okay, cool. Uh, and then it, and then another person, another person. And then Zach would eventually just whenever we'd have to put our order in for the day as we're traveling and doing all of our stuff, he'd just go, just, just double it. Whatever Darren's getting, just, just get that for me. So, so that's the invitation 
you can do from awareness, not out of judgment. You've got way too much judgment going on in the world, period. The last thing anyone needs to get is, I don't, it doesn't, like from a big perspective and systems that are affecting the world and inhumane animal uh, agriculture, yeah, those are things that I don't like and uh, we need to change those. But I'm not going to beat someone up if they're making their choice, you know, to support those things. That's not my job. If they have a question, if they're interested, then they, they will ask. And then I will invite, you know, some other information. So, so you know, the, the cool thing is that I think the, the, the way we've approached the show, the way I choose to kind of witness things rather than judge things uh, and stay true to myself uh, that just lends itself to an invitation for other people because no one likes being told what to do. As I mentioned there about the, the litter picking that the show inspired me to do, it was a pretty strange experience for me. I was, as I was going around, I, I, I get to the end of my walk and I just feel this sort of, you know, deeper connection to the, to the earth, to, to my community, almost to my, to my human nature. And I just felt, you know, really, really connected to everything. So at its very core, what do you think it means to be human? <clears throat> to know thyself. And, uh, and when I mean that is, who am I? Like asking the greatest questions, because I don't think we can fully grok the answers in our cerebral brains, but who am I? Like I started my day literally as the alarm went off at 4.30 in the morning. I literally said to myself, who am I? What am I? And what, what am I going to create today? That's it. And, and opening up yourself, attuning yourself to this incredible mystery we have, this, this relationship that we have. Um, I'm not Darren. I, I play Darren in this world, but who am I underneath that? What, regardless of what you believe, there's a, there's a, there's a, a living organizing principle. There's a soul, universe, God, whatever you want to call it. But that, that investigation is one of my secret passions that I just constantly are in awe about because I think the investigation of that self is in direct connection with you're going to get pain and uh, shame and sadness and anger. And you're going to experience that plus a lot more having this physical experience. And I believe the real access to understanding more and accessing the information behind the challenges is the gifts, the gifts of it all. Like anyone who saw first season, I lost literally everything. And that wasn't planned. That wasn't for the show. That literally happened while filming. And I had to wrestle with that loss that I have never even come close to experiencing before. 
and in that investigation of like okay um let the grief happen let all that happen that human part of me had to surrender had to let go and access the things that are beyond even our true understanding but it's a it's a concert you know it's a concert of fluidity between the human side of us and the soul side of us and the experiences or the non-experiences or the wishes or the goals or the things that are out of our control which is most <laughs> so um so yeah i think that's i mean i could answer that that question that you asked great question i could answer that question differently every day um but uh you know, it's a, it's such a pleasure to have a life and it comes with incredible challenges, just gnarly. Like look what's happening in the world. You know, look, look, look the, cha the immense challenges happening all over the world. Like it's not easy, but it is an experience that uh, is there to enrich us, no matter what your experience, if you're willing to see it that way. <laughs> it's, um, it's a question that I fear is going to keep changing and changing over time, the answer to the question. And I, the other day I was watching... Um, the YouTube channel of a, a guy from my side of the pond who's a lot of his missions align with your own is, is Russell Brand. And he sure. was dissecting um, Elon Musk's Neuralink presentation. <laughs> and he was sort of talking about how, you know, this is essentially challenging what it means to be human. Do you fear for the future of human nature when you see something like Neuralink, which is essentially it's trying to, I guess, change what it is to be a human. There, there's definitely concern. I mean, number one, uh, experimenting on animals uh, for for what purpose is 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 no good. Like just from that human rights perspective, who are we to, who are you to 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 start shoving things into a, a sentient being's brain? And, and playing them like a, like a, a video game. So, uh, you know, that aside, which is not a, not a anything to blow off. Um, yeah. I mean, we don't even know, we don't even know what the hell is going on anyway. You know, we just barely understand the microbiome. We have no clue what's going on in the, in the virome. You know, when you have 10 to the 31, that means 10 with 31 zeros after it of viruses that are in our air interacting with us at every second of every day right now. And then you have 10 to the 30 in our soil and 10 to the 31 in our water. We have no idea what the, the mystery of this and any person who thinks that they have like, so my whole thing is, listen, I love finding compounds and fruits and botanicals and super, I love finding that stuff and, and finding your way for optimization and 
better brain health and body health and functioning. I love that. We all love that for sure. We want to function better as people, but not at the detriment of undermining the foundations of who and what we are. Uh, and so we don't even know what's going on. We don't even need to, there's only 2.5%. I'm going to, I'm going to pick on us here on this side of the pond. There's 2.5% people. So some research done by Dr. Furman, 2.5% people of the 330 million people in America, only 2.5% are deemed healthy. Right? So what are we doing? We are so far beyond optimal. We have a lot of work to do. We have yet to come even close to optimizing ourselves in congruence with the biorhythms of the earth, the sun, the stars, the, the water, the oceans, the microbes, the viruses, relationships. We are so bloody behind. I think we should double down on all of that stuff. Stop eating toxic food, eliminating toxic exposure in our environments and deodorants and, and, and hormone disrupting laundry detergents and Teflon in your dental floss and aluminum leaching into your liquids and plastic leaching into your food, destroying your endocrine system, which is the master commander of your entire body. Why do you think people aren't feeling well so the idea that's a snippet the idea of cutting open your brain and shoving in a mechanism that can be controlled by someone else or something else or some freaking weird ass ai is absolutely utterly ridiculous and insane when you look back at all of the other ways that we are intimately and, and effectively failing at being great humans. So let's be great humans. Like, let's stop this stupid ass insanity and let's try that. So that's the world that I would like to create. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, you know, it's, you know, sovereignty. Sovereignty of our liberties, our inalienable rights, uh, water, power, food, shelter. Let's get people free. Let's let people be free. Let's be effective at getting everyone clean water. Let's be effective at letting people and supporting people growing their own food. Let's be effective at decentralizing water. There's a lot of ways to get water. Let's decentralize. Let's get water to people that don't have it. Let's decentralize power systems. You know, the wind can blow here in fire season. They just turn off the power. So now a bunch of people like at 80, like what, uh, 30 degrees plus centigrade, they're dying and sweating in their houses They've spent millions of dollars on their house and the centralized unit just turns their, turns their power off. Mm. Like it's insane. Like, so, so anyway, it's a, it, these are great questions. It just gets me going because it's like, when you do look at these things from a, 
logical point of view, mm. we're failing as humans. The UN goals, like, great, they have goals, but they're largely failing. Like, I've been out in the middle of nowhere. People don't have water. There's kids dying. I've seen kids dying. Like, it's bad. We're failing. So, but we can do a lot. We can do a lot. But we can't rely on people that have been in these systems and largely have nothing to show for it. Or just, it's just a, a, you know, a marketing ploy or a political ploy or whatever. I think we need just great, strong people coming together to create new systems because systems are failing us and systems are going to get us out of it. So there you go. Amazing. A great, man. I had goosebumps. You really got me fired up there. Amazing answer, man. I, I love it. Bringing so much passion to the show today. Um, <laughs> when I first read Super Life, I remember after the first page, I ran upstairs and I grabbed a notebook. And I thought, I got to write some of these quotes down. And so when, I, uh, when we arranged this interview, I went through my drawers. I tried to dig out that notebook. And I found my favorite quotes from Superlife. Oh, and there nice. was one quote that I highlighted that just, I remember that it just spoke to me. And it, it's around this idea of we're all looking for the, the quickest fix. And you said, if someone developed a pill that contained every life-saving substance in a serving of broccoli, we would all start taking that pill immediately. Yeah, we don't, you know, we don't do it. So why do you think that, you know, we are just so ignorant of these superfoods, these life-saving things that are right in front of us and, and why we're just looking for that pill? Because we don't want to do the real work. Mm. We don't. And <clears throat> there is no one thing with let, let's unpack it a little bit so if i'm eating mcdonald's twice a week three times a week three times a day whatever it is or i'm just eating junk there's mental emotional physical chemical biological microbiological all systems have now changed as a result of what i'm putting in my mouth now you've changed your environment that environment now has ha has other needs the microbes you've changed the environment down there you've changed you've you've shifted healthy microbes and you've now given you know un uh you know like worse microbes you've given them food so now the intelligence of those sends out light signals biophotonic information to your cells, to your microbes. I need more of that. So you're thinking, okay, I need, I need to eat more of that sugar. And then I get my insulin and I get my adrenals and I get all these stimulated things. And you've now changed your environment. Now you're kind of a victim to the choices you made. And so now you're addicted to all of these habits. So if I said, Here's, here's the way, here's this photosynthetic grabbing of solar sun energy, converting it into photosynthesis, converting it, uptaking the nutrient rich hummus and 
uh, microbiological systems from the earth and, and melding it, bringing it from the sun and creating this incredible fruit and broccoli and sun living energy foods, like the, the medium of those entities, the earth and the sun meeting, that is food. Think about that. So then if I'm going to shift to that, guess what I have to give up? I have to give up all of the chemical, uh, biological, uh, stimulated, addicted, uh, physiological, endocrine, all of those things that are addicted to that other stuff. And I have to deal with the mental and emotional aspect that got me there in the first place. Who knows what that is? Maybe you were abused. Maybe you don't have self-esteem. Maybe you don't have whatever. But the ownership that we have to take for ourselves in our lives is lacking. People just don't want to do it. They don't want to take ownership. They want to stay over here and they want to eat all their cake and then be able to take the pill without the work without the work of un unpacking, who are you? What are you? Who are you being now? Really? You're being uh, sick, tired, overweight, uh, no energy, and barely can play with your kids. Is that who you are? That's who you're creating yourself to be. So people, you have to unpack. And this is, by the way, it is a constant, ongoing responsibility that is all on us every day every second our responsibility our choice life happens we choose life happens we choose life happens we choose we get to choose how we react to everything so if you want to keep all of that stuff packed down and just eat your dorito chips and eat your pizzas and whatever then cool that's your choice, but that's it. You only get to go so far in the game of life because there is a consequence to those actions. You will have to pay for those investments. You have to pay that credit card. You can pretend all you want, but you are paying with that freaking credit card. You don't have the cash. So you got to pay up. And unfortunately, you kind of get by and you get stimulated and you go day to day to day to day to day to day, week, month, year. And all of a sudden you wake up and you're like, what is this pain I have in my stomach? What is this bulge I have on my lymphatic system? Like, oh shit. Like, what is that? It's a tumor. It's a cancer. It's, it's heart disease. It's diabetes. Things don't just show up. Like there, there, there's an environment that creates the environment for those things to grow, to proliferate, to invite in or invite out, which is why, listen, take care of yourself, drink well, drink great water, sleep, move your body, eat a wide variety of poly, poly polyphenolic incredible antioxidant food eat the rainbow 
and take care of your relationships and be happy. Hell, just by the act of being kind, we absolutely know is a chemistry set of oxytocin, serotonin, vasopressin that stimulates the immune system, that elevates the brain, and that creates longevity markers in the body. So you get so much benefit by being kind to people. But think about all those people that are also pushing, pushing all this down, and you're really not in congruence with your real self. So you're underneath that, you're resentful, you're pissed off, you're not living the kind of life, you don't have the energy you want, you know, blah, blah, blah. You just keep going down that path. So to summarize, people just don't want to do the work. They don't want to actually exercise the humanness of them that take responsibility of yourself and your life. And you don't get to get out of jail free. You don't get a super secret pill to take care of everything that you've so successfully divorced, tried to divorce out of your life. <laughs> so there's... <laughs> so if we let's just take a scenario here let's make up a scenario let's say in terms of being at the the, the helm the cream of the crop of being um really uh, conscious of everything that goes into your body let's let's say a darren olean is at 99 percent. we won't say 100 because no one's perfect we'll go with that we'll say 99 percent. So maybe there's someone listening to this now and they're thinking okay i eat two mcdonald's a week I eat, you know, processed meats, you know, packets of ham that have been in the fridge for two weeks. They're thinking, okay, I'm at a 1% year. And they're thinking, okay, you know, Darren Lewis, it may be untenable for, you know, the idea for me to go from 1% to 99% by next month. But if that person went from just 1% to say 5% even, is there, you know, is there enough scope there for that to drastically improve their life? hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, we're still on it. I'm still in it. You're still in it. We're all still in it. You could have a bad day and then you have to come out of it. You're like, you ate this and you ate that. It's like, <clears throat> so that person is at who, at, who's at the 1%. I'm going to use you as an example. So you got inspired. You, you now have the awareness of walking in your neighborhood and seeing plastic, seeing garbage, and you pick it up. Did you make an impact in the global, you know, 9 billion metric or 900, 90 billion metric tons of plastic in the world. Did you make a dent in that? No. But what you did do is you were in alignment with yourself. So as you were picking that up, how good did you feel? Amazing. Right. You contributed to yourself because you were in alignment with an awareness that you now have, guess what that's doing? You're already improving your life chemically and biologically, 100%, right? You have now taken action towards a healthier you. And we're not even talking about stuff you put in your mouth, right? So, so you actually did that. So now if people are listening to you and listen, you know, people are going, you already know what you're doing and not doing. 
People already know that you don't need someone, you don't need a nutritionist necessarily to kind of break that all down. All you have to do is go, yeah, I never even drank an ounce of water today. I just drank coffee or stimulants or whatever. I'm like, well, I can start there. And like, just take one action. And then that action gives you a little more. It gives you a little more. It's a compounding interest. And so it continues. I never, I never was born out of my mom's womb at 99%, right? So it is a journey. But every time, if I make the intention today, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to drink my water, I'm going to move into a meditation, I'm going to enjoy these incredible organic bananas for breakfast. I'm going to move my body. I'm uh, going to go out of my way at the market to look someone in the eye, give them a smile and, and project happiness. I guarantee you, if you continue down that path, your life is extraordinary. Period. It will be now. There's things out of your control. Someone dies, something horrible happens, someone sues you, who knows? It's out of your control. And then how you respond is again, how you practice being a conscious human. How do you want to respond? Do you want to just go down in a rumination toilet bowl of just like, well, they this and they this and do, and they could have, maybe. Maybe they did something to you. Okay, well, take care of yourself, you know, protect yourself, whatever you need to do to support yourself in alignment. So the point is that I'm not suggesting that you just drink your water and eat perfectly and all life never gets bad. That's not what I'm saying. It's like the fortitude that you're creating. The, the genesis behind, let me say it this way. The genesis behind super life and having a super life is so that you can most effectively respond to what you want to do, who you want to be in life. So I, I'm really a nutrition guy, a superfood guy, a, a health advocate, a environmentalist, really so that people can just have a great life. So that's it. I have integrated so much. So you integrate habits and then uh, pretty soon they're just part of your life. I don't spend time every day going, okay, oh my God, I got to be a plant-based guy. I've got to eat this. I got to eat that. No, it's just, it's natural. It's rolling. It's compounded interest. It's, and then you get information about how your body's feeling that day and you're willing to kind of find you find some new research about oh wow that 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 food has got high zinc and like it's it's flu season so i want to uh increase that food because it's a great zinc and uh it will help my immune system and yeah, i can make fun shifts like that but um it's taking a step and taking a step and like you said earlier, picking up that trash made you feel good right now. And so what I'm suggesting to everybody, when you align yourself 
with what you, who you want to be, what you want to do, how you want to feel. And you support that by your actions. You feel good now. And it might take some time to develop the habit, but you just keep aligning yourself with the integrity of what kind of life you want to create. I have two more questions before we, before we wrap up the first one. Um, people who haven't seen down to earth might may find it weird for me to say that I found it extremely fascinating to watch you Zach. And I think it was Anna Kendrick taste test water. Um, I found that an extremely riveting episode and, you know, I, I love the way you talk on water and it's just something I've been doing is, and I, I heard you mention it on, on, you know, on the show, your book on, on countless podcasts is whenever I get water now, I just, I shake it up. I swill it around. I wonder if you could just, and I, and I'm, I'm not too, you know, I, I, I don't claim to know the reasoning so much behind it, but it's just something I, I just subconsciously, I just get on with it now because it's become a habit, but could you just explain that to me and the audience? What is the, the theory behind shaking up that water and giving her a bit of life. Well, number one, if you really back it all up, you, you want, you want healthy water. So, um, you know, what we did in that episode is we tried different water from different aquifers and springs from around the world. That definitely is not what people have access to. Right. So, so those were incredibly different tasting waters with mineral contents and TDS and pHs and all of that stuff. So that was just a, a crazy cool example of showing that water is just not just water, right? It's not just water. There's the complexity to water that is so beyond anything that you could possibly imagine. I've spent days and days and days with some of the top scientists in the world that still are uncovering the possibilities that water is experiencing and showing and, and, and um, creating not only in our bodies, but also outside of it. Um, so <clears throat> that being said, uh, we need to filter most water. So out of your tap, filter it, reverse osmosis, distillation, get rid of the unwanted chemicals, fluorides, chlorines, uh, agricultural runoffs, all of that stuff. Clear that out. Not good for the body, not good for the cells, not good for hydration. Add a pinch of Himalayan crystal salt to it. Uh, that allows for the electrolytes that are small enough for the cells to use and allows for conduction of, of we're electric. We've got, we're billions of micro batteries of cells, right? So we're frequency generators. The idea then is clear the water, clean the water, add some, uh, uh, similar to a battery, it needs electrolytes in order for conduction to happen. Uh, add that salt to it. And then if you can find a glass bottle, um, use that. Stay away from plastic because there's all kinds of um, uh, you know, petroleum-based chemicals that are leaching into your water. Um, these are, I'm saying all this because these are going to, people are going to ask all these questions anyway. So I'm just eliminating, I'm getting to your question. Uh, so, so try to, you know, so if you have glass, put it in glass. Um, and, and the idea around shaking it up, I have a vortator that literally spins the water and it structures the water. 
and Dr. Gerald Pollack was one of the first people to realize that, that not one of the first, but one of the scientific community, you really understood that there's a structure that's going on within uh, the, the water as it relates to coming up against cells, coming up against inside of our body, and it's creating a different um, energetic uh, orientation. And so <clears throat> off of that, uh, water doesn't, let me just be very simple. Water doesn't like stagnation. Stagnation creates bacteria, virus. You just see a pond anywhere. You see a moving river as opposed to a pond, right? What happens with ponds? It acidifies, algae blooms, and you can't drink it. You'll get sick. So from that perspective, water has largely lost some structure when we turn on the taps, when it's sitting on a shelf. So water flows like this on a cellular level. It vortates, it vortexes, it chelates minerals off the rocks. It, it gets uh, electrical input from the earth and the sun. That's what creates active living water. So just a fun little thing. If you filtered your water, added your salt, shake it up, just create some, try to get a little more oxygen. You can potentially get more oxygen involved in the water, but shake it up, create some activity in it. And then if you really want, there's all kinds of vortexers and ways to structure the water that may feel and seem that it's, it's out there science, but anyone, any great scientist who is who has been willing to study water knows they know very little about how powerful and how structural the water really is and can be. The last question I have for you, um, <clears throat> maybe not such a, uh, a deep thinking one, but more of a, a fun one. On the Lewis Howes School of Greatness, Lewis asked you for your top five superfoods. I remember at the time I wrote them down, I tried to get them. I couldn't get them. They weren't so access accessible to me. So this may be a question more for the, the guys closer to the 1%. But if you could give us maybe five superfoods that will be accessible to anyone who lives near a, a supermarket, a green grocer, something we can all access. Can you give us five? Good question. Um, uh, yeah, I think the easiest and the most economic is... Um, I would start with uh, broccoli seeds, organic broccoli seeds, and you can sprout them. And those have so much anti-cancer and antioxidant sulforaphanes in there that you can literally get a mason jar, right? You get a lid with a little mesh lid or just a cloth, and you um, put two tablespoons of seeds in the bottom, and you, you wet that, you get... Uh, fresh water over it and then you dump it out where you actually soak them first and then every day you you cycle water through them twice and then they'll start sprouting so basically you're sprouting the seeds this will fill up the whole mason jar for maybe what five cents right so now you have an incredible powerful uh antioxidants anti-cancer rich broccoli seeds. One would argue more nutrients in the broccoli seed sprouts than the broccoli itself. So, and you, you can literally, 
we could say all five of the superfoods you could do that for uh, zuki beans you could do that you could sprout lentils uh you could sprout kale seeds uh i'm telling you you could amp up your nutrient power by going to go online go to or organic seed bank and pick uh, a few you could literally have the most nutrient rich salad of probably anyone in a hundred mile radius unless they're growing their own food <laughs> so so you can literally do that it, um so so i th that's what i would say anyone and everyone can do that i mean there's and there's also flax seeds uh chia seeds you can you can just soak chia seeds and they make this nice little gel and then you can add it on anything doesn't have much of a taste you can mix it in all kinds of stuff a cup of blueberries a day is so powerful uh that can increase your natural stem cells that heal everything in your body by six times in 30 days so if you eat a cup of blueberries every day for 30 days your 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 stem cell production in your body will increase by six times, right? And so those, those are kind of things. And then, you know, ginger, turmeric, these things are old, old, ancient, powerful remedies that can be used as teas, that can be used in curries, that can be used, all integrate those into um, everything. Um, star anise, is great additive. It's kind of like a licorice fennel. Uh, certainly can help the immune system right now for people. Um, yeah, I mean it goes on and on, but yeah, that gives a gives a little awesome. glimpse. Amazing practical advice um, as you've given throughout the entire podcast. So thank you so much for bringing the value to the podcast, and not only that, um, to my own personal journey, you've been like the sort of the figure that I that I've looked to along my own personal journey. So thank you so much for that as well. Thanks, brother. I really appreciate it. Okay, man. Thank you, brother. Okay. Hey, great, great questions. Uh, oh, thank way you so to much. Go. That yeah, means a lot. Fun. All right. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Freedom Pack podcast. We'll be back with another episode on Friday. Until then, please come and join us over on YouTube where all these podcasts plus highlights of our best bits are uploaded to YouTube in video format. The best way you can support the show is to come on over and subscribe to us on that platform. Drop a comment on the videos. Let us know what you thought of them and we would love to interact with you. So please come and join us over on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash freedom pact. Until next time, thank you so much for listening.